Hi, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Live with Rye, the podcast. I'm Rye Myers, your Broadway and entertainment BFF, giving you all things Broadway and entertainment content and keeping it real for you. I am so excited to welcome today's guest. He is so incredible. Listen, if you're in the Broadway world, you know him, Mauricio Martinez. He is great. I'm going to be talking with him today about his new show, 511, based in NYC, which is happening on October 5th and 6th at 7 p.m. at 54 Below. His special guests for this show are drag race superstar Alexis Michelle and the incredible Lenady Janeo, who we recently saw as Cinderella in Bad Cinderella on Broadway by Andrew Lloyd Webber. Uh, this is directed by Robbie Roselle, friend to the show. We love Robbie Roselle. And it's going to be happening during National Hispanic Month. Now, a household name in Mexico and Latin America, Martinez starred in the Mexican productions of Beauty and the Beast, Saturday Night Fever, Jesus Christ Superstar, The Drowsy Chaperone, Sweet Charity, and The Last Five Years. The performer who has recorded two Latin pop albums can also be seen in the TV series El Vado on Netflix, which actually won a 2018 International Emmy Award for Best Non-English U.S. Program. He recently starred in Oslo Repertory production of Man of La Mancha and was also part of the company of Paper Mill Playhouse premiere of the Andrew Lloyd Webber review Unmasked. I've seen that as well. In fact, I was there opening night. We'll talk about that. He's also starred as Emilio Estevez in On Your Feet on Broadway and National Tour. And so without further ado, please help me welcome my very special guest, the one, the only, Mauricio Martinez. Hi. <laughs> Thank you so much, Rai. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Mauricio? I'm good. I'm good. Very happy to be connected with you today. Oh my gosh, me too. I'm so happy to connect with you. It's so great to finally connect. You are such a talent. I feel like, as I was saying to you earlier, I see you everywhere. I've seen you. Obviously, I saw you opening night in Unmasked, and I've seen you uh -huh. in so many uh, shows at uh, 54 Below. So I'm so excited that you're going to be bringing this solo show to 54 Below. So tell me, how did the concept for 511 based in NYC come about? Uh, well, it was an idea that me and my dear friend, Robbie Roselle, who's my co-writer and director, uh, we both had. And uh, we had the date saved for 54 Below because I, I like to do at least once one concert there a year. Mm -hmm. uh, I've been doing it um, since 2018. And this year we wanted to change things up a bit. So um, it was my idea. I was singing on a cruise ship uh, doing my concert um, in January. I was in Argentina. And I remember texting him and going, Robbie, what if I, what if we did like a self tape? Like, you know, I've been auditioning for these roles and some I've gotten, some I didn't, but I have all these sides and sheet music. And he's like, that's a perfect idea, but we can make fun of it and we can be like use humor and let's do it. And of course we've been working with uh, my dear Brian J. Nash as musical director for the past three years. And it's a perfect marriage, I think. Um, <laughs> We're, we're an artistic throuple, Brian, Robbie, and I. And because um, both of them just understand my humor, understand my voice, um, and what I want to say in each concert, you know, and what type of arrangements and everything. So, uh, yeah, that's basically how it came about. And Robbie and I sat down and we started brainstorming what songs, what roles. Um, and it was pretty much, they were all there, you know. It, it was pretty self-explanatory and uh he was the one that came up with a title that i thought was brilliant um, i love that i thought it was good i, I wanted to call it just self-tape but he was like no 511 <laughs> based in new york and i'm like that is brilliant 
that is brilliant, you know, and that's how yes. it came about. And here we are. Well, that is brilliant. And you and I actually share that in common because I'm also 5'11 as well. So, okay, nice. <laughs> well, it depends on my hair. Sometimes I'm six foot if my hair is like, if yes. I'm remembering, reminiscing my uh, Tony Manero days. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And uh, if I recall, the, the reason for it being 5'11 based in NYC, it's based on um, slating, right? And as a performer, you have to yes. slate a lot for self-tapes, correct? And so that was sort of why you came up with it? Exactly. Well, as an actor, once you slate, the slate, if for those of you who don't know what a slate is, is when you self-tape at an audition uh, here at home, you basically become your director, your hairstylist, your, your everything. You know, you have to do it all. <laughs> in your home, get a reader, your ring light, you know? And um, the first thing that casting directors always ask for is your name, your height, and where you're based. So that pretty much defines it. My name is Mauricio Martinez, I'm 5'11", and I'm best based in New York. And there you go. <laughs> we love it, we love it. What kind of music can we expect to hear, particularly in this show? Can you give us a taste of maybe one or two songs, like tell us what songs you'll be in? And also, I understand too that you're, this is also a music turning into a musical what if or it's also based on a musical that you're writing called what if uh no 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 um the, we uh we're not writing a musical but um it is the show that we created and mm -hmm. it is a what it's a night of what if like what what would happen if i for example played king george you know what would mm -hmm. happen if a mexican played king george um that. that'd be great you know so yeah. king I, I sing you'll be back you know and i do it with lots of humor and uh, people love it. I also um, sing music of the night dedicated for my mom. Um, and I, it, since it's, it is dedicated for my mother, I dedicate it in our language, in Spanish, uh, which I don't think it's ever been heard before here, at least in New York. So yeah. that excites me. We're using the translation that was used in the Mexican production of Phantom of the Opera back in 2000. So it's 23 years wow. old. And it's a beautiful, beautiful lyric. Um, instead of music of the night, it is called Music in the Darkness. Um, oh, wow. So, That's you know, you know um, Spanish is sometimes more romantic and more yes. passionate. So I like yes. that. And oh, yeah, exciting. I just go through all these roles. Um, some that I've played, some that I haven't played. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's a fun night of literally what if, you know? Right. <laughs> this is so exciting. And it's great, too, because I feel like people will be able to see the roles that you, you want to play. And you know what? Who knows? From this, people could probably see that how killer you are on these songs. And maybe you'll actually hope that these casting directors will see and they'll cast you in these roles finally. Because I was reading you've gotten to the last rounds for a lot of these exciting shows. And, yes. you know, and so <laughs> I hope that they will see this and say, we need to put Mauricio Martinez in this role. So, <laughs> I mean, that's not the reason we're doing it, but I mean, no, I know, but, but, but if it, but if it happens, Hey, I hope it helps. Happy to, but yes, we're basically no, doing because doing it because I love, I love Broadway. You know, that's the reason I moved to New York and I, I, I love these musicals. I love these composers. And I, we found the perfect excuse to be those roles for like three or four minutes for, yes. um, you know, for one night only. And it's great. We're doing two nights because we are recording the live album. And that's like Thank the you. most, like, it's like the cherry on the top. You know, we, we are recording the live album, which will be released hopefully towards the end of the year with Robbie, uh, who's the oh, artistic amazing. director of Broadway Records. And he mm -hmm. knows what he's doing because he's, he's been doing it for a while. Oh, yes. He's and a he's, powerhouse. He's, he's a master at that, you know, and, and um, at, at crafting uh, live live albums, you know, because he himself has recorded a live album. And yes. He did it beautifully. So I'm in great hands. And I've always wanted to have a live album. And uh, so this is like um, Christmas for me. You know, <laughs> I, I feel very, very blessed, very fortunate and uh, very excited. 
to be doing it at this stage of my life. Yeah. And what better album, live album, than to do it here in New York, live from 54 Below, which is like my second home, basically. No. Well, you you are in great hands. Robbie Roselle, as you said, is a master at this. And I mean, he, everything he touches <laughs> as a director turns to gold is just beautiful. So I'm so excited for this. Now, when you were going through, um, you know, your self-tapes, was there something that you discovered about yourself that like maybe you didn't know? Perhaps, you know, was there a confidence that you realized that you've got over the years? Was there something that you realized changed as a performer in going through these? Um, you know, because I'm sure you went through probably over the last mm -hmm. few years. Was there something you discovered about yourself? Well, you learn a lot, you know, uh, you get to discover more things about you every time you audition, every time you like sink your teeth in a role for like a week or two and in the preparation. I love that process. You know, once the audition is over, I'm like, oh, I'm sad because I'm like, oh, now now what do I do? You know, because sometimes you get it and it's great and you get the opportunity to actually work with a director, with the creators and like sometimes step in to a role that has already been originated by somebody else. Like when I did Emilio on Broadway. Right. on your feet or originate a role or uh step into the the feet of like an iconic role like don quixote de la mancha for example you know yeah. uh you you do discover a lot i i work better under pressure um i do for some reason i don't mm -hmm. know what it is i also i mean english is my second language so i i've been trained all my life basically to think faster you know, because I am, I have to translate things in my mind and then they have to, I have to process them and then it comes out in another language other than my own, you know? Oh, um, wow. Yes. So um, I've discovered many things. I've discovered also that I, I mean, that I am uh, a multi-hyphen, <laughs> it turns out, you know, because yes. I've become my own director, my own hairstylist, my own um, um, wardrobe. <laughs> Uh, styler, stylist, uh, my own reader. Sometimes I do record sometimes when I, because it's hard sometimes to get a reader, you know, because sure. everybody's busy. And sometimes the turnaround when they ask for these self tapes is literally the, the day after or the same, the day of. So sometimes I record the other, uh, if like a, it's a two person scene, for example, two characters. Sometimes I record the other roles, um, the lines, mm -hmm. and I give it a little space and it works. You know, I've actually booked um, parts like that. Um, wow. sometimes my agents, my manager, sometimes friends either come over, sometimes they're, um, uh, via zoom or on FaceTime, uh, just like we are right now. Like you would be reading for me right now. And oh, I just put you on speaker and you, you become very creative and very inventive. And especially in a city like New York, where sometimes you're like hitting the note and you're really in the moment. And all of a sudden the upstairs neighbor starts tap dancing or singing off key or, <laughs> um, I don't know, blending something on the blender or like vacuuming or an ambulance uh <laughs> passes by everything can happen in new york at yeah. any a given moment so you you do you have to be alert but i i have discovered that um that i i am good under pressure for some strange reason that's great not a lot of people yeah. are i know for me i mean i <laughs> under pressure it's it's tough I'm, i get stressed out enough as it is and under pressure makes it worse but a lot of people <laughs> do work well under pressure so that's great yeah you, you have some great special guests joining you. Uh, they're including Lenady Janeo, who we just recently saw in Bad Cinderella on Broadway in the leading role, yes. and Drag Race superstar Alexis Michelle. Uh, so what will they um, be offering during these two shows? Are they doing both shows? What can you tell us about choosing these special guests? Well, I am over the moon that Alexis um, accepted and agreed to be a part of this show again, because we did our, this show for one night only originally back in March. 
And thanks to a great review that we got on Broadway World uh, by my dear Stephen Mosher, who said, uh, this show needs an encore and deserves to be recorded as an album. That's when Robbie and I went, you know what? Let's do it. And here we yeah. are, you know. Uh, Alexis, which is so busy, he, she's so busy, accepted, agreed. Uh, she's my Fanny Bryce to my Nikki Arnstein. <laughs> so we have fun with that. Uh, you know, I, I think uh, I had the best. I saved the best Fanny Bryce for last. Yes. Um, and she, of course, is hysterical and beautiful. And she graces um, my stage and my concert with her presence. And I'm very fortunate to have her. I was just uh, invited recently as guest celebrity judge in Drag Race Mexico. Right. So in a way, um, it, it all comes full circle, you know, uh, mm -hmm. with, with Drag Race, which is, um, I'm a huge fan of Drag Race, you know, and I've always For admired sure. Alexis. And now that we've become friends, I am very grateful that, uh, to have her on. And of course, Linedi, Linedi made history. I am very proud of her. She mm -hmm. is the first Latina ever to originate a role in an Andrew Lloyd Webber musical. And that is not something uh, that I take lightly. You know, I have, I've had the privilege of working and knowing Sir Andrew, or like I, I like to call him Don Andres. Um, <laughs> and I'm very proud of her. She has a beautiful voice. We are part of the On Your Feet Familia. No, she was, she played my sister-in-law on Broadway and also was the first understudy for Gloria and we actually went on a couple she went on a couple of times with me so wow. I know firsthand her professionalism her her beauty um and I'm so grateful that she said yes um because and yes we are we're I'm repeating them both nights because of the album you know yeah. uh, because of the album we have to have the same guests and that's amazing you know because I get to get them Two nights in a row, you know, I, uh, I, yes. I won the lottery. You did. What a treat. I mean, to and to double dip. Now, not yeah. to get too far off topic, but you said you do know, you know, Andrew Lloyd Webber, you worked with him. What was that? What has that been like? Yes. I mean, was he a part of the, when you were on Unmasked at uh, Paper Mill Playhouse, which was mm -hmm. the, uh, you know, premiere of Andrew Lloyd Webber's review Unmasked, which was so amazing. Um, did you get to work with him then or have you just worked with him over time? That must have been amazing. I'm sure that's every artist's dream is to be able to work or to be in the same room as him. It was amazing. I mean, I, I, it was a dream come true. If you're a musical theater um, performer, uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber is like one of the greatest yes. um, composers of all time, you know? And when you're a singer and when you're a ballad singer like me, you love him, you know? I've always, oh. I grew up listening to his scores Same. and, and I, I, I adore his music and I got to work with him. I, I actually got to audition for him for Unmasked. I didn't know that he was gonna be in the room and he ended up playing the piano. And uh, oh, when I sang Gethsemane wow. and I was offered, as you saw, you said you were there with opening night uh, yes. for Unmasked, which was a great project because it was the greatest hits. I call it his musical memoir, you know, because it has the same title yeah. as his book. Yes. And I had the privilege and blessing of um, singing Jesus from Jesus Christ Superstar, Che, obviously, mm -hmm. from Evita, and Rum Tum Tugger, which was fun and unexpected. Yes. And yes. Uh, it was, was great. I mean, I discovered a man who is somewhat shy. You know, he's mm -hmm. an introvert, as most geniuses are, but he's very passionate. He's always with the sheet music, with David, his right hand. Um, he's always involved. He was with us for like around two weeks, and he actually surprised, surprised us right before closing night and he brought uh glenn close with him which was such a treat that's um, amazing and it was i got to meet her and uh, we all got to meet her and it was amazing i mean just to be singing an iconic anthem like gethsemane in mm -hmm. english which i'd never done you know i played the role in mexico and i sang it in spanish 
to him, for him, chosen by him, in a show produced by him, about him. I mean, come on, pinch me. You know, I it was, know. It was oh. overwhelming. It was beautiful. Um, and I, I, it was the last show that we did in the pandemic. Little did we know yes. that uh, right before uh, we closed, literally a week later, um, the show was called Unmasked. And then we would all be masked. Masked, like exactly. A year and a half. So yes. it was like funny coincidence, you know? Yes. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it was great. It was great to meet him. I ran into him again um, at one of the previews of Bad Cinderella. And I said, hi, mm -hmm. give him a big hug. And I would love to work with him uh, in the future, hopefully, you know, uh, I'd love Amazing. to to sing his music again and play play one of the roles, maybe Phantom, if, if it ever comes back. There, there's never been a Latino Phantom on That's Broadway. True. Um, That's true. So you never know. You never, never know. know exactly that's amazing yeah. yes i remember seeing it as i said to you prior to this i was there opening night of unmasked and you know little did we know again three four weeks later would we be actually talking about masks all the time but on top yeah. of that i was like oh great i can't wait for the next show see you in a few weeks paperville playhouse and then it was like psych almost two years later right it was, it was so it's funny I how know. things happen like that so yeah. you're a big star in Mexico and Latin America from your tele <laughs> from your novella days, which is amazing. What is it like having that fan base there, and uh, you know, and then having sort of this these two fan bases, right? Like you have the Mexico fan base in here. Like, mm -hmm. is it is it tough to go home sometimes because you're probably so recognized? Like, is it you know how how do you balance both? Well, it depends. I mean, sometimes uh, it's you know it comes in stages. Sometimes when you are when your TV show is on air, like it's on actually playing or streaming, mm -hmm. you are more recognizable, but then people kind of calm down. It de also depends where you live. I lived in Mexico City for 15 years. And in Mexico City, people, it's kind of like LA or New York, where people are used to seeing uh, TV personalities all the time. Okay. Um, but when you go to smaller towns, you are like the main event, definitely. You know, um, yeah. I am very grateful. You know, I've always dreamt of, uh, having a career in show business um, in both languages. I grew up speaking both languages uh, and I, I consider myself to not be a bilingual, but more of a bicultural person, you know, because uh, even though I am Mexican, I'm very proud to be Mexican. I grew up also very Americanized. I'm from a city called Monterrey, which is in the north of Mexico. And it's a very Americanized, it's very influenced by the U.S. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the music that I heard growing up, a lot of the movies that I saw growing up were Hollywood movies, were English speaking um, movies and music. I watched MTV. So I was very influenced and I always dreamt of coming here, you know, life as life would have it. I did come here. I studied here and then life uh, took me back to Mexico. So I did um, kind of like Mexican Idol 21 uh -huh. years ago. And that kind of was, was like the start of my career over there. And wow. that basically uh, made me somewhat of a uh, household name in Mexico mm -hmm. and Latin America. And of course I started doing telenovelas and musicals and stuff. And people have watched me grow, you know, um, over the past 21, 22 years. Now that I've moved to the U.S. six years ago and that I don't go to Mexico as much and I don't work in Spanish as much, um, I have, I mean, I have discovered a, a new fan base here and it's great. You know, I think the more people that get to see your work and the more, uh, languages that you're able to work in the better because it becomes like a family you know and um i grew up listening to people like gloria estefan you know who yes. has always divided 
her life and her uh, music and her career and her heart in English and Spanish. And so, so did I, you know, I still do it to this day. If you see my posts on social media, I do, um, I do them in English and Spanish, you know? Yeah. And um, so it's part of it and it's, it's beautiful. I, I think um, I am very grateful to have new fans that didn't know me before and that um, are just discovering me for the first time because I'm fairly new in this country. Mm -hmm. And that's also exciting because I'm in my, I'm in my mid forties, you know, and it's, I feel like a teenager all over again sometimes because <laughs> I, it's like a, a new beginning and that's always refreshing and beautiful and mm -hmm. I don't take it lightly and uh, I am very, very grateful. So um, I thank everybody that clicks on on my name and um, listens to my music and come see my concerts or shows or Amazing. my TV shows. I'm, I'm very, very grateful. Very, very grateful. And I, I also believe that it's an opportunity to have a voice, you know, a, a platform. Your plat as your platform becomes bigger, you have to be responsible with it too. So I, I try to use it as as responsible as I can, you know. As you, yeah, and that's important. Yeah. Well, as yeah. we finish up here, you know, the final thing I wanted to touch on too is you've been so open about your struggle, uh, your cancer struggle. You've survived it yes. four times, which yes. if that's not the definition of a survivor, I don't know what is. I mean, <laughs> I don't know how anyone let alone one time could do it, but four times, you know, how have you overcome that? And how have you made sure since then to sort of continue to live your best self? Well, I feel very lucky to be here alive in this world. You know, I've had mm -hmm. cancer four times. I've suffered a depression too, you know, and at, at, at its lowest points, I, I, I didn't want to be here anymore. So I, I know what that is. And so the fact that I'm still here means something. So I'm very grateful, very lucky to still be here and to be doing what I do, what I love and to get paid for doing what I love. So it's a blessing. Um, it's definitely made me resilient. You know, it's made me sure. a, an even braver person. I've, I've, that's why I moved to New York. You know, I, I was like, I think I've done everything I've wanted to do in Mexico. And my dream is to be on Broadway. Uh, and I want to honor that dream. And, I don't believe in the, I, I sing about what if in my show, but I don't, I don't like the what if in my life. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to, I said to a friend of mine, I don't want to be 60 one day or 70 and go, oh, I should have done it. I didn't try it. What's the worst that can happen? Go for it. Exactly. And I live my life like that, you know, and that's why I've achieved um, what I've achieved so far. I think I've always been very courageous, very brave very bold. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know another way to be very passionate, uh, very intense. That's how I love. That's how I breathe. That's how I live. That's how I sing. That's how I act. Um, that's how I believe life should be, you know, and every time I've survived cancer, I, I describe it as um, remember the Wizard of Oz, how the movie starts in black and white. And all of a sudden, after a turmoil, literally, um, the tornado, uh, Dorothy opens the door and everything's in color. That's how I see life every time I survive cancer. Colors get brighter. Tastes become richer. Uh, songs become more personal. Uh, lyrics, roles. I'm revisiting a, a show that I did in Mexico 12, 11 years ago. Uh, a beautiful uh, song cycle called Songs from an Unmade Bed. You might have heard of it. Oh, yeah. Um, and I'm revisiting it this next week and at 54 Below with all queer 
artists um, such as Alexis Michelle as well. We, we share that night again. Oh. And I was telling the musical director and the director who are young, younger uh, kids, they're like in their 20s, uh, but very professional, very, very talented. And I love that. And I was telling them the lyrics to these songs hit differently now because I was I was in my early 30s when I did this show and yeah. I didn't understand some of the things that I was singing about. Now that I've lived more, that I've been gone through cancer I, back then i was only a one-time cancer survivor now i'm a four-time cancer survivor and i've been married divorced depressed I've, I've i've had success i've had failures you know i've um i've crossed over i made my broadway debut like i may, i've lived so many things ups and downs and of course life it, itself is ever changing so that you only achieve that by living i yeah. think the the more you live the better you become as a person, as or as you should be. You should become a better person, a better performer, a better human being, a better lover, a better son, a better brother, a better partner, and better with yourself. And when you have the blessing, such as I do, of um, making a living out of touching people's hearts, mm -hmm. um, you you better you better do it like at full speed. You better do it all the way. Otherwise then why do it, you know? And that's how I live. And yeah, I mean, I'm a different person uh, today than I was in 2010 when before I ever, I ever even uh, thought I would ever get cancer. My, my dad passed away of cancer 21 years ago and never in my wildest dreams or fears or nightmares uh, <laughs> would I have imagined that I was gonna one day, uh, let alone have cancer be diagnosed mm. but survive it four times you know it's wow. uh it's a lot but i'm here and so i try to look as don quixote would would do um i try to look at life um at the glass half full as opposed to half empty and i think that's a beautiful lesson that i've rediscovered over the years you know mm. um life is hard anyway yes but i try to look at it um in the most positive way that i can and that's all you can do ultimately because yeah. people are watching ultimately mm -hmm. people when you have a platform when you have a microphone when you're raised above on a stage and people follow you and buy a ticket and go see you uh you better have something to deliver you better have something um positive to share with them to inspire and that's what i try to do um ever especially more now ever since i've um survived cancer so many times there's a reason why i'm still here that is so true, Mauricio. You are here, and we love that you are here. You are a survivor. You have made it through. You are incredible, and what a blessing that you are here. Uh, there's a reason for everything, and we're happy to hear you're here. Uh, before we go, please share where we can keep up with you, uh, and also share where we can buy tickets if you're on social media, a website. Um, share, share it for the for the for everyone listening. Yes, of course. Well, my two night shows here in New York are on October 5th and 6th at 54 Below at 7 p.m. It is called Mauricio Martinez, 511, based in New York. And it is a, an incredible show, a 70-minute show. You can still find tickets available at www.54below.com-mauricio. Or you can follow me on Instagram or Twitter, or now X, I guess, at Martinez Mao. That's M-A-R-T-I-N-E-Z-M-A-U, Martinez Mao. And my uh, Facebook fan page is Mauricio Martinez Official. 
Um, and I'm pretty much there. You can find everything I'm doing. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll hope to see you there and wait for the album because um, I think it's going to be a very special album. But come be a part of the recording of my live album so we can pack the space yes. and, and have a wonderful night. Well, I cannot wait. Mauricio, thank you very much. It was so great to chat with you. I can't wait to see the show. Thank you so much for having me and, and for the, always the support. I really appreciate it. Thank you.